Welcome to Shots Fired Podcast with Christy Donnelly and Jack Lee. We chat all things photography, creative entrepreneurship and life. We want to share with you all our tips, tricks and all of our mistakes so you don't have to make them too. Let's go. Let's go. Hello guys. Welcome back to another episode of Shots Fired. Hey, hey. How's it going? Um, This voice here talking right now is Jack. Oh yeah, I'm Christy. I was going to go ahead and just go along with the fact that I'm Jack. You're going to confuse people again. (laughs) (laughs) Trick stuff. This episode, we're going to talk about 10 ways to increase your sales by improving your perceived value. Mm -hmm. This is a note-taking episode. I think we forgot to say this on the last note-taking episode. Grab a notepad, grab your notes out on your phone. Mm -hmm. I think if you just like listen to it, you'll just forget because there's a lot of info. So There's a lot of value in here, guys. And then you can look back on it as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many little small things that... Um, can just transform the way you communicate and the way you um, portray your business, your packages, yourself, your personal brand, everything. So this is a very thick, juicy episode. Yeah, we want to like up your sales and up your pricing as well after Mm -hmm, this episode. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But first, how's it going? Give us an update. Update. All right. So this week I had a client that wanted – one event photos, so her birthday. I did some birthday mm-hmm. photos, and then I also a family shoot. These are two things that I've never really done much of. I've probably done like maybe one family shoot before, um, and then event photos. Never done them, and I was like, do you know what? Like she reached out to me a while ago. Mm-hmm. I saw that she was like big on Instagram. I was like, oh, maybe it'll help me. And also because I have never done it, like you know, I shouldn't just shut mm-hmm. it down before I've even tried it. And the event was on a yacht, so I was like, you know what? I used to work on boats. I kind of miss them. Let's just go for it. Mm-hmm. And I've decided, no, <laughs> after shooting it, like I'm not an event photographer. Yeah. I have just so much standing around Yeah, and I just hate that. I'd rather be so mm-hmm. – like I'd rather be busy, creative. You yeah. just couldn't do it. And it was kind of awkward like because it was bad weather. So everyone was kind of inside yeah. the boat. So everyone was just sitting Cramp down space, yeah. eating cheese and talking yeah. about their kids and – yeah. I was like kind of standing there like I couldn't really stand inside the cabin because yeah. it was just awkward and then I'm like drinking champagne from a glass because I'm just like oh. <laughs> she's like do you want some champagne I was like yes please yes. <laughs> um yeah I don't know event photography not for me but yeah. I'm glad I tried it and then same with the family shoot I just think you know what I just don't really enjoy it yeah yeah family photos I don't like I this was one of my things yeah. I did early on just to generate some more sales yeah. when I really needed it. So I would offer family photos. And one of the, actually the things that really helped me was coming up to Christmas time mm. um, or mother's day, I would get, I would do vouchers and a lot of people who were like last minute presents or just thought it was a cute present idea would buy those vouchers. Um, so it was a nice like little bonus leading up to those days like Christmas where you really need the extra income. Um, but not fun, no. not good. Not enjoyable. Yeah, lovely. Can't use like, the images. Not, you're not going to share them. There's yeah. just not much. Like yeah. lovely couple, but just I think I honestly, I'm a really outgoing person. So she mm. on shoots, I'm very like, oh. Yeah. But I just kind of shut down on yeah. both of these. Like I like felt awkward. I've, I made myself feel awkward. Yeah. I was like, Chrissy, who are you right now? Like <laughs> it just wasn't my yeah. space. But I'm like, 
I'm glad I did it because mm. now I know that when I get those inquiries, I just know that I don't want to do them now. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So. Or with the event, like it could be good in a situation like Pens. that. Like you never know yeah. out of those people at the event who has a brand or something that you'd like love to work with. Yeah. So things like that, like sometimes you can cop it for the risk that like, you know, it may really pay off for you. You mm. might get an awesome connection from it. Um, but it, you just got to keep in mind it's not going to happen all the time. Yeah, I think that's the thing. If it was a really big event and mm. it was a bit more wild, like I was like, oh, it's going to be wild. I'll be running around taking photos yeah. of these different things happening. But because of the weather, it was just a lot of people sitting down. Yeah. So I was like, I can't Very just stand key. there with a the camera and go, yeah, all right, and put the brie cheese in your and mouth. Again, and I'm take and a photo. Oh, and grab that yeah. cabana, put that in your mouth. Yeah. Oh, take a photo. You also <laughs> don't want to be annoying. Yeah. yeah. I was like so awkward. So yeah. it just depends, I think. Yeah. But yeah, I'm happy that I know that I don't want to do the now and just mm. stick to fashion because that's what yeah. I love. What about you? <laughs> um, well, I just launched the print shop last night. Ooh. So I launched the Australian Originals, which are nine of my like favourite coastal Australian images. And I have been working on that for like quite a long time. So They're I'm super nice. stoked that it's finally up. Um, and the concept of the new store is that they'll come in cycles, um, only available for a limited amount of time. So this one's nine prints, nine weeks, um, and nine of each available. And I'll kind of be doing different numbers for different launches um, to correspond to those. So yeah, that's the first one. It's up. If you want to have a look at it, you can go to www.itsjackley.com and it'll be you know linked right through the homepage. Um, but yeah, have I'm really happy. Sales? Yeah. I have, yeah. I got a few like last night. No. Um, I did the giveaway too, so yeah, a local girl won that. that um, yeah, nice. so it was very, it was, it was a very good. It's the first time I'd done a proper launch, like you know, two weeks planning out, plan the socials, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so it was a nice little intro to that um, kind of marketing method. Yeah, cool. So yeah, it reminds me that I needed to get my prints done. <laughs> yeah, it's been on my to do list for that mm. so long, but we'll get there. Yeah. Have you got any recommendations? Ooh, recos. Um, I think having a good system back end in place, Mm -hmm. like I think I shared yesterday and you're like, you need to use Trello. Yeah. I love pen to paper, but I also love my phone calendar, but I also love whiteboards as I've got two in my room. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I have so many to-do list written down I'm just like yeah. I need to just keep it in one spot I used to be the same I just forget what I've got on and people are like oh you free on this day I'm like I couldn't tell you yeah but also just having one big to-do list with no order no prioritization just this one big daunting list yeah. it like so never really um works out well <laughs> yeah because it's overwhelming like you don't break yeah. it down enough so I just look at it and go oh that's too much yeah. I can't do that today it's exactly. like a huge list so I think Having like an area where I, so I don't have literally a million, I think I've got like probably five to-do lists, like mm. booklets on my desk. Plus, yeah. yeah, the two whiteboards and then my phone calendar and my yeah. phone notes. It's just You just too need much. to centralise it. Yeah. yeah. On Trello now I've got a board for what I do and it's got, actually let me get it up so I can kind of talk through it. Yeah, because um, I used to use Trello when I worked at the Photoshop on mm. Monton Island and like I did enjoy it. I don't know why I yeah. never brought it into my own business I should I'm gonna write that down to do so I've got a the first list in my board is like the month and that's general to do's broken down into the weeks so within like the 12th to the 17th for example um I had like add engagement session prep guide um add engagement session reminder to my CRM um you know sync zero better so I'm not double handing my invoicing and all these kind of things that I just need to get done within that week Mm. um 
And then I have like a next list is photography client. So anything that's booked and ongoing and I need to keep up to date with exactly what I need to do for those clients, that's all there individually. Then I have my coaching client list, anything I need to do for those, Mm. wedding clients, um, exactly where I'm at with all of those, Um, BTS to do. So anything like back end of the business that needs to be done, but doesn't have like a strict timeline. So isn't in that weekly zone. That'll go in there and then I've got a list for things I'm currently doing and then an idea dump, goals for the week and then financial goals for the year. Um, I also have another board for my PA Mm. and I can just add things I want her to do in there. Um, So it's really, it's super handy. It lets you like put them into different prioritizations um, and it's just centralized. So I used to always do like pen to paper calendar and to-do list because I just really enjoyed it. But then if I'm working away, then I have to be like, Richie, can you take a photo of my calendar? Yeah. Like, it's just stupid. It didn't didn't yeah. make sense. And um, you need to make that switch before you think you need to mm. because it'll hit this point where you're like, oh, my God, I'm overwhelmed. And having it all centralised, digital, all the things um, will just really help you. Oh, 100%. I think that's such a big point is like doing it before you think you need to. Because mm. I've been like, you know, quote, unquote, full-time for maybe – 10 months is when I quit my job and decided to go full time. Mm. And it hasn't been overly busy because I was like, I had, hadn't done it in two years. So I was trying to get back into it. Mm. And only the, probably the last month or two, I've actually felt like, holy shit, like this is yep. more than a nine to five. And it's five not going to slow down. Yeah. And then more. I'm just like, holy crap. Yep. Like I've been sleeping on doing all like the back end mm. stuff. I'm like, oh, I can update my website later. I'll do this later. Yeah. And now I'm like, I have no time for yeah. that. I'm like, trying to keep my head afloat because yep. it's so busy which is amazing but I'm like I wish I spent those months where I was quieter like yeah. really nailing down my back end but at the time I was like oh there's no need for it I'm not that busy yeah. yet it's and just, you oh. you need to make time for those things because mm. if you it's so easy to get stuck into the oh I'll do it later I'll do it later but what happens is then you get in this cycle of just taking on more jobs editing delivering editing shooting delivering and then you're literally your own employee. Mm. You don't run your business anymore. You're just working for your business. And yeah. that is not going to take you further in the long run. So mm. actually taking those days to be like, okay, Wednesday I'm working on my business and I'm not booking anything then yeah. because you need that time. You're not actually available then because you really need yeah. it to just set up your future self. Absolutely. So it's a tricky one because you're like, oh, I want the money, but yeah. you need to give yourself that time. Yeah, you'll be kicking yourself mm. later down the track for sure. Yeah, I'm going to go one recommendation. Um, watched a movie two nights ago with Grandma. Um, Tina, love her. <laughs> where the Crawdads um, Sing. Oh, so, I'm reading yeah, that at the moment. I read it um, and I just watched the movie and, you yeah, I really liked it. Movie? Huh? You like, did you like the book or movie? I just love books in general. Yeah. Um, but I did really like the movie as well. I'm not frothing yeah. the book. No? I cannot get into it. Wow, I really liked it. Really? Yeah. I had a friend say the same thing. Then I had another friend who was like, nah, couldn't finish it. Uh. I've like, I don't know. I think I've been reading it for a couple of weeks now and yeah. I just put it down for a couple of days at a time. And I'm like, oh, I'll read a bit. And then I just fall asleep. Oh, I love soon. it. And I usually can't put books down, but yeah. maybe I'm just not into it enough yet. Maybe. I'll come back to you guys next week about that one. All right, let's jump into 10 ways to increase your sales by improving your perceived value. Ooh, all right. Let's kick us off. Number one, finding your strengths within your business and communicating these. So why should they book you? What's your strength? What makes you different? What's that to your part? Why would they choose you over the competition? So do you have a niche? Um, Can you really sell yourself on those sort of aspects? Because you need to have your core strengths and your core, I don't know, like values. So people want to book you. 
Yeah. Um, and making that clear over all, across all boards. So. 100%. Yeah. Um, if you don't tell people why they should book you over someone else, how are they meant to know? Mm. You Literally. need to communicate that within like your branding, within your socials, within your marketing. Mm. Um, and just really coming back to that North Star of why you do what you do mm-hmm. um, and focusing on giving value to your clients instead of just like marketing, salesy, yeah. me, 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 me. Focus on them, 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 them. Yeah. And just letting them know. I think having a why. niche like is really big in this. Yeah. If you don't have a niche and you don't make that clear that's your niche, then I think it's really hard to make it clear that that is yep. why they should book you. Because if someone's wanting self-branding, mm. they're not going to come to me over Jack because Jack's like, I'm a self, I do self-branding, blah, blah, blah. Why would they book me for self-branding when I, that's not my thing? So it's like you need to make mm. it clear if that's what you want to push, yep. push it. And push it consistently. Mm. For sure. Number two. Oh, that's you. <laughs> no, it's you. Oh, it's me? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Expressing to your clients what goes into the process, outlining the timeline and what needs to be done to plan properly. Um, so this is just transparency because um, a lot of people who book you may have never booked a photographer bo- before at all. Um, so they have no idea how you work and what the process is or if they have booked a photographer before, maybe it's a completely different way that you work. Um, so explaining them to them exactly how you work, what the process is, um, I literally give out a timeline of what happens so they know what step they're at and they know what's going to happen next. Um, so explaining this process to people eliminates a lot of the hesitation that comes from the unknown. So if people are like not knowing what's happening, mm. don't know what to expect, then they're naturally going to be more hesitant to book you because, you know, they're on the edge. They You know, they need help yeah. to be um, kind of – convinced that Mm. you're the right person so being super transparent and um organized it not only helps you as well to know Mm. exactly what you need to do for each client um but it just makes the whole process very um easy for them as well which is what you want yeah i think just like cradling through the process for them is like a big thing because yeah they would have no idea and they're Mm -hmm. about to invest a lot of money into you so you need to make it clear and have those step-by-steps and they feel like they're looked after and they're not forgotten about Yep. It's really huge. Exactly. Yeah. Number three, client education, giving your clients all of the information they need to succeed. So this for me comes in the form of a lot of guides. Um, so I, I give people for the personal branding, for the weddings, for engagements, um, a lot of guides and information. And it's not just like, a, oh, they've booked me. Here's all of this stuff. Yeah. It's giving people what they need when they need it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll give them like a shoot preparation guide you know all the things to do with like hair and makeup location guide um and that's like kind of before the shoot obviously um so generally we'll pick a location first and then it's all the things like okay well what do I wear how do I pose um and then shoot prep comes last so they'll get those three um four kind of lots of information to help them prepare Um, and that also breaks it down to the smaller bits because if you give someone a 30-page document, Mm. chances they're going to read all of that, pretty slim. Very unlikely, yeah. Yeah, unless they're like the type of person like me who's a bit like, ooh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but just giving people short things like um, this is how to prepare, like don't fake tan if you're bad at it and if you're going to get things all over your wrist and everything. (laughs) You know, just little hints that people won't know. One of my favourite ones is don't rock up to the um, shoot with 
socks and hair ties on your wrist already because even if you take them off, you're going to have the lines. Mm. Um, even like tops that have like lines like across them. Straps, yeah, bra- just, anything yeah. like that. Yep. Um, even if you take it off, you're going to have marks on your skin mm. so that, that needs some time to go away. Mm. Um, so a lot of those things that people just won't know, um, communicating that will help your clients feel super prepared prepared Mm. and also just shows your professionalism like you've been around the block you know these Mm. things you know what to express um and it will just help them feel like they're ready to succeed and they've done everything they can in their part yeah definitely and I think like them knowing like you've given them that step by step and they know like they're prepared they rock up they know Mm -hmm. what's going on like because I've had people before when especially if it's busy like you might have a really hectic day and they may have left a hair tie on or something like that Mm. and it's like then they might just come back to you and be like oh can you just edit that out yeah or can you edit out my mark on my skin that was left because of my strap was too tight like I've had people leave their shoes on yeah and I don't know they don't want to wear shoes and they're like Oh, um, can you please edit out the shoes and all these photos? I'm like, no. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like if you don't be clear with that, mm. then it might come back to bite you in the butt anyway. That's so. actually in my guide as well. Like mm. I mentioned these things and then I say um, like I don't Photoshop mm. and I'm not going to Photoshop and, you know, if you have these few things that go wrong, like if you have a massive pimple on your head, yeah, I'm going to spot it out. That's mm. fine if it's like the size of Jupiter. Yep. Um, but if you have like a little scratch or a little bruise or like something, you know, here and there, like um, a thread coming off your clothing, things like that. I'm not going to Photoshop it. So mm. um, just having them aware of that and having them have someone there or a stylist there that can keep an eye on those things. Um, yeah. Just expressing the like why they might need these people as well. So I'll, I'll go over stylists, you know, makeup artists and all of these extra people where people think like, okay, well, I can do my own makeup. That's fine. Why does that matter? Um but explaining to them, okay, well, you can't be constantly looking in mirror on the shoot as a makeup artist can. So if they spot something that's like, if you've got a tiny bit of mascara going down your face and like, I can't see it, the makeup artist is literally there to spot those things. So they can jump in and say, hold up, let me just grab this. And it just makes the whole thing smooth and just gives you another set of eyes, another set of hands. Um, It's just really setting you up for success. So all of these things, um, you know, changing their perceive value on something like that um, can really help them succeed in the end. And all of this just comes back to improving their view of you and your business and what you're delivering. Yeah. I think it it depends like on your values as well. Like you say, don't edit out bruises or scratches and stuff like that. Mm. I generally do, but I think that's because my niche is always fashion. So it's like, Mm. if I don't do those retouching, then it does, it does like sort of look bad on me, but I'm mm. like, if it's a collaboration shoot or something like that, I'm just like, or if it's an easy fix, yeah, like have that checklist there. Like, all right, let me know what do you have wrong that mm. I need to fix. All right, let's do it. Well, we're not going to do yeah. 200 photos. We're going to do 20. So it yeah. doesn't take me so much longer because I've yeah. done this with the campaigns where I've just naturally gone through it, skin retouch yeah. everyone, like all this stuff. And it takes so It does. I mean, long. I'll do it, but yeah. I'll have to charge for it. Like yeah. I'm not just going to do it. Um, it's not just a given. So, mm. yeah, at least giving them that information up front so they know. Yeah, if you do it, um, don't do it. Yeah. If it just takes a little bit of, you know, cover up, a little bit of concealer on a bruise and then I won't just, have to worry about it, yeah. then they'd rather do that than pay extra at the end to have me remove it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. All right, number four, genuinely caring and communicating um, your engagement with them. So being a fun and pleasant person to work with goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Um 
obviously people don't want to be on a shoot with someone with the personality of a cardboard box. Have a little bit, <laughs> have a little bit of personality um, and just being pleasant the whole time. Like don't be a robot over emails. Don't be a robot over anything. Like be a person. You're not just some salesy mm. person. Like just be warm, be inviting, just, I don't know, hold the hands a little this bit. This is where kind of ego comes into yeah. it a lot as well. So when people get to a certain stage in their career, they kind of get this on their high horse a little. Yeah, And sure. I feel like I even went through this stage where it was like, you know, know your worth, don't back down. Mm. But there's a way to communicate these things. Mm. Um, like if someone said, um, you know, my budget is this and you came back and be like, oh, well, I'm not going that low because my minimum is this. And like, mm. you know, there's a different way of saying things and there's a nice way of saying things and um just keeping in mind being a good person and showing manners and respect to all your clients in this back and forth even if there's a big Mm. issue there's a way to say things and um that can literally make or break your communication um you know your job everything Mm. so just be a good person. <laughs> yeah. And it's like your language with emails as well, like depending on the job or the client, like if maybe it is a bit of a tricky situation and the way to get out of it with, you know, no teething issues or whatever is literally just to maybe throw a ha-ha in or like, you know, make it a bit more light in personality because, mm. it you know, the client on the other end might be some 23-year-old girl that's real like ha-ha, real casual. Yeah. Then you're not going to respond and be like, Dot, 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 rah, yeah. Like you kind of want to match their energy. And be authentic too. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're not the kind of person to be like, to who it may concern, mm. kindest regards, Jack, then don't say that. Like yeah. be authentic, make it professional in your own way. So yeah. you don't have to be this like cookie cutter of what you think a businesswoman or, you know, a businessman mm. needs to be. Just be yourself and be a pleasant person. Yeah. I think with photography, because it is creative, you kind of do have that room where you can be mm. a little bit more casual depending on the person. Yep. Um, so don't be afraid to, you know, chuck an exclamation point in. I think I do that quite a bit. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not screaming at you, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number five, having strong branding and design aesthetics and being consistent with them. So a consistent visual experience and aesthetic experience Um, especially when in an art field, can have a massive effect. So as photographers, um, we want our personal branding to be on point photographically because we're literally showing what we Mm. can do for you Mm -hmm. um, or for your brand or for anything else. Um, So that plays a huge part in it for, you know, any artist really. And this follows through not only to your socials but to any documents you're sending, any quotes, invoicing, you know, websites, socials, all of the things. Um, and it's not just visual; it's always how you're. It's also how you're communicating. What's your tone of voice? Mm. Um, and keeping these things consistent. And when I say consistent, say you're an online coach and you have like four different offers. You don't need all of those offers to have the same colors and the same fonts. But within those offers, they should stay consistent. If that makes sense. Yeah. So um, you have your branding, colors and fonts. I mean, this is literally the smallest bit that matters when <laughs> talking about fonts, branding, colors. but keeping those things consistent overall. Mm. And these things can come in phases too. Like, you know, you're always, you're going to have evolutions in your brand and you might change your logo, but these things are, are um, changes that happen once in a while and you don't want to be confusing your audience by switching it up every, mm. you know, a few weeks. Yeah. 
So just being really consistent with um, how you're communicating all of these things and that can have a huge wow effect on your clients if everything is like branded beautifully, perfectly, um, consistently and your tone and everything is, you know, right on brand for you, Mm -hmm. then that is definitely going to help you um, increase your perceived value. Yeah, definitely. I think it also goes back to that last um, episode we recorded when we are talking about our language on our emails obviously those people weren't going to book us yeah because we're going hey x like yeah so having that tone of voice yeah. is consistent yeah and people might actually and you can p- you. portray confidence in your emails mm. as well which we were not doing early on no. we we're very like eh, if you know we can discount Maybe, you blah, blah, blah. perhaps yeah. <laughs> need to be con- like confident within yep. who you are and what you're delivering mm-hmm. because if you're not confident in what you're delivering how the heck are they going to be confident in you yeah literally Right, number six, raising your prices. So. I love this one. Yeah, same. It's like if you're getting booked for jobs, every job you do, people are like, yep, 100%, you probably need to raise your prices. Like Mm -hmm. just believe in yourself a little bit more because if you increase your prices, it also increases your perceived value as well. So I think like I recently have upped my prices because I was like, oh, I'm just putting way too much work in. But then you go, oh, I'm doing it to try and get the job. I'm trying to get the job, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, you need to up your prices if you're getting booked and Mm. be confident in that because people are going to feel more confident in you if it is not a ridiculous price, but, you know, they have to invest money into their business. So if you're doing a really cheap price, they're going to be like, oh, this is going to be cheap results. Yep. Um, It's psychology. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It like mentally correlates for Mm. them. Like if it actually might be why you're not booking. Yeah. Because if you're offering too little, yeah. people might be like, ooh, That's what's the catch? You know, yeah. it's not going to be what I need. So mm. it can actually work in the reverse of how you might think it will. Mm. Um, I'm sure that, again, in talking about that last episode we did, why I didn't get some of those jobs is because I'm offering such little prices yeah. and I'm already discounting them. Yeah, like already. They're, yeah. They're, <laughs> yeah. So raising your prices will actually help people to think that, it's immediately better. Mm. It's like when I go to the bottle shop, <laughs> I'm immediately <laughs> ignoring the cheapest. You know, there's like three different, yeah. usually in good old Uncle Dan's. Love there's him. three different um, like shelves and one is like super cheap, one's mid-range and one's really expensive. And I usually just ignore, or used to at least, completely ignore the cheapest one because mm. I'm like, oh, I want a nicer one than that. Yeah. But like who says what's nicer? It's just psychologically you think it's better because it's the price is higher Mm -hmm. and it's the exact same thing in photography. Mm. And you always want to start higher as well because if you start low, you can't negotiate higher after. Start higher, negotiate down. Like uh, it's such a massive thing pricing. Like Mm. it's always, it is hard to find your price and everything like that. And it like, you just have to experiment, but never start low and don't go from the very beginning happy to negotiate or if this isn't in your budget then like let me know and I'll match it because they could be like all right sick let's discount a thousand dollars off that like be confident in your pricing and then when they come back and be like I really can't afford it or we need this blah 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 then you can maybe like you know lower your prices a little bit but never start low yeah start higher be confident and people will want to invest in you because they feel like it's a you know they're investing money into their business they're going to spend a lot of money. They're thinking they're going to get a good result. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yep. up your prices if you're booking out a lot, for yep. sure. All right. Focus on communicating to your clients the result of what you're giving them. So instead of just being like, hey, you're getting some pics, 
Um, <laughs> you get photos. You get photo. I give you a photo. <laughs> um, what is it that you're shooting? So maybe you're doing a family shoot or wedding photos or whatever like that. So it's not just you're taking photos on the day and go, here you go, here's some snaps. It's like, no, these are lifetime memories. We can't reshoot your wedding. This is it. Like people are going to invest money because this is the moment. So making that clear and be like, this is the only time you're investing into a wedding photographer. Is it worth it to you to look back on these photos and they're incredible? They're a lifetime memory. So communicate that and I think they'll automatically will spend the more money on you or have more confidence in spending money on you because you're telling them like this is forever. This mm-hmm. moment is forever. Let me help you, but you need to invest in me first. Yeah. Or if it's on the business side, mm. um, explaining that you're giving them a u- unique solution to their problems mm. and that's in turn going to generate them a lot more income. So if you have like really shoddy photos of a swimwear label, yeah. like probably not many people are going to buy that. Mm. But if you have incredible photos with like, you know, great models and a great location and all of these things come together and it's a wow, like it's a no brainer that more people are going to buy that product. Mm. So if you, maybe you have a story with a past client who can explain like what your imagery did for them in their brand, how much money it made them, like, you know, how it helped them, mm. then explain that result outcome instead of just focusing on what you're delivering. Yeah. Um, that can help massively to increase your perceived value. Mm-hmm. For sure. Number eight, reducing perceived risk. Um, so testimonials here, again, a great way of doing this. So they bolster security and credibility, um, which can immediately make people more comfortable in booking you. Um, if I, I do this all the time. If I'm on Amazon and I'm like, okay, I need some headphones. I'm going to look at the reviews. Mm. It's just a natural thing. And if they're only five-star reviews with everyone saying like, amazing, amazing, loved it, it just makes it so much easier for that client to trust you and buy into you. Yeah. Um, so you should always be asking clients for testimonials. And this has to be at the right time and you have to make it as easy as you can for them. Mm. Um, but most clients are so happy to do this. Just give them the exact link. Maybe even give them a cue of what you want them to touch on. Um you know, which part of the process or if they're someone who can speak on this themselves, um, they can do that too. But just asking these clients for them and then, you know, showing those on your socials, showing what the result was and what you can give people, um, that just lets new clients trust you so much more. Mm, Definitely. For sure. Number nine, scarcity. So you can use scarcity in your favour. Um, The economic principle of scarcity can be applied to increase the perceived value of your brand. So in short, if something's in short supply, the value increases. This is the same with everything in life. Oil, hand sanitizer, as we saw in COVID, (laughs) designer items, art, stocks, you know, everything. Um, It's just how the world works. So um, people want something because they can't have it. This is never going to change. This is just how people are. Um, so if you, your time is a finite source, um, you don't have, you know, all the time in the world. So conveying to your clients that you are busy, your services are very high in demand and you don't have all of the time in the world. Um, this will help people book in and, you know, feel secure and confident with their decision because like they got something someone else didn't, you know, they got the spot (laughs) they're locked in. Mm -hmm. Um, and no one can argue with this. Like you, this goes for raising your prices too. It's like, I'm too busy. I cannot get everything done. Yeah. Um, so it's a special it's a special thing for someone to book and 
and have that spot. Mm. I had this with um, a restaurant in Noosa and like I shot with them a while back and charged them, I think it was 500 for two hours. And then the next time um, my prices had increased and I explained that to them and they said, oh, is there any chance you can still do the old price? Like, you know, we'd, we'd really like it. You weren't, you know, all of the things. And I just responded and I said, I'm so sorry, I can't. I'm, yeah. I'm turning away 30% of what I'm offered. Yeah. Um, these are my rates and um, I just can't do it for that anymore. My yeah. time is, is worth more than that at this stage and um, I need to give it to those people who see that worth and can invest in it. And just explaining it in a really nice way, not saying, I'm too expensive for you, yeah, but just saying like at the end of the day, I'm too busy mm. and I don't have the time um, and I would still love to help you, but these, the fact is these have, have to be my prices at the moment. Yeah. Um, and this is not just for my time, it's also to serve you better. Mm. If I'm shooting every single day, I'm going to show up to your shoot cooked. Yeah. I'm going to be creatively so drained. I'm going to be yeah. dead. So by offering limited spaces, increasing the rate of those spaces and being able to show up on and delivering every time, mm-hmm. um, that will really help as well. So... This can be done in in the form of, you know, I only take bookings now pretty much on Wednesdays um, for campaign stuff, for commercial, for all of those things. And then I have the weekends for my weddings. Um, So now people know that and they're booking months ahead just to get those. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one way of doing it. Another way is if you have a specific offer um, that's only available for, you know, three months. Um, Just different things like this to, to work in scarcity into the equation can really help um yeah I think that's such a psychological thing isn't it a lot of it is yeah like, hap- that happens to me I get sucked into that stuff where it's like oh if you get this today then it's going to be seven dollars and you go to buy it and they go oh this is a one-time offer because you're buying this then you can get this add-on but this is mm. the only time you're going to get it I did this recently I bought someone's book like mm. their um, marketing book and then I went to buy it and like, oh, get the audio book. This is the only yeah. time that you can buy it. This is the only yeah. time. And I'm like, ah, oh, fine. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> I bought both of those. I haven't even opened it. Yeah. I probably won't even listen to it or read it. But I'm just like, I was like, oh, I have to get it right now yeah. or I don't get this deal again. Yeah. So I think doing that in your own business is really going to yeah. push people because it happens literally anytime you're at the shops. Oh, this is the last one. I don't know if I want it, but it's the last one. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'll get it. Yeah. It kind of goes into the next one, the Mm. final one, number 10, product bundling. So if you can include all of these different things into one price, it just dramatically increases that um, perceived value. Mm. So as an example, when you book like a really fancy hotel and you pay a lot of money for this hotel, obviously, Mm. but you go in and they immediately take your bags. They give you a nice cocktail on arrival. Then you get to the room and there's like a little chocolate, a little treat, like a little homemade thing. And then you, you know, go out for the day, you come back and there's a bottle of champagne waiting for you. And all of these things, you're (laughs) like, oh my gosh, the treatment I'm getting and they're giving me these things for free. Mm. No, they're not. Mm. you've paid for this you paid this absorbent amount for this hotel room it's all factored into the price but because it is one price and then it's out of your mind and then they give you these little morsels along the way Mm. it adds to this incredible experience and this feeling of like wow I really got Mm -hmm. such great value here Mm -hmm. and this can be applied to any industry bundling things together giving people things they're not expecting little cherries on top and just 
completely nailing the experience immediately increases your value and they're going to recommend you 20 times over to everyone they know Mm -hmm. because they were not expecting this amazing process and it's not just gifts (laughs) not just things like that it could be like you know providing more value in in an area they didn't expect it could be um, taking the extra time to get on another phone call with them to make sure everything's in line just little things um, to really help the client and um, just surprise them in little ways will really help you. Yeah, I think anything that's not expected that you can give to them, that like you said, it's actually bundled into the price. They just don't know that. Yeah. And they're automatically going to go, oh my gosh, wow, what a Mm -hmm. bonus that was. Like I will often just add a few extra edited photos on because I don't do unlimited photos. I do, you get a certain amount for whatever package and then I'll go, oh, I just like decided that I've loved these photos. You Mm. can pick them. So here you go. And they're like, oh my gosh, that's so generous. But if you just deliver them all, they'll be like, okay, well, that's what I get anyway. That's what I thought. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And you do this with your Polaroids on weddings. Yeah. And I think that's a really nice like touch. Yeah. So at the weddings, when usually when everyone's eating and when I eat, there's like a lull, like an hour of time where you can have a sit down, get a drink, all that. Mm. And during this time, I send some of the photos from my camera to my phone, print them out on Polaroids. So that when I leave, it's a like, hey, you know, this is a little gift for mm. you. Um, and I do a few other things. I'm actually in the process of um, getting a bunch of locally made little gifts to send Cute. out to all of my clients, um, which again, client experience is not about gifting, but it's a bonus. Yeah, It's just a little bonus on top. Um, and those things just really help mm. that little feeling of like, oh my gosh, mm. surprise. Well, when Amazing. you think about like weddings, it's like people might be investing – four plus thousand dollars in you mm-hmm. and those polaroids might cost you what ten fifteen dollars yeah maybe or a little gift maybe sixty dollars depending on what you're getting them mm-hmm. like in the long run that's not much money at all but to them they're going to be like oh definitely recommending you to me yeah exactly you know like nine times out of ten they're at the age where everyone else around them is getting married too so yeah. they'll be able to recommend you so you have that exactly. recommendations if they're like oh she gave me this and that yeah. this was really nice it was Especially Polaroids on mm. your wedding night. Like you're not going to get your photos back for a while. Yeah, so exactly. to have those little little tiny little yeah. squares of like, oh, mm. look how this is such a beautiful moment. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Well, that is it. There are 10 ways you can increase your sales by improving your perceived value. Um, I hope you did take notes because, again, this is a hefty episode. There's so many things you can take away from each little segment of this mm. um, and so many things you can work on. So Just take these things and run with them. Make them your own. Do what you can to personalize them. Um, And just remember, it's all about your client um, having the best experience possible. So I think if a good thing for this to do is like write them down in your book and also write per dot point how you can apply that point into your business. So Mm -hmm. um, finding your strengths within your business and communicating these. Like write down how you can do it in your business. So just making them a mm-hmm. little bit more realistic for you, writing them down and then see if you can actually apply those to your next yep. client and see what you can do. Mm-hmm. See if you can up your prices. Yeah. So the 10 again, number one, finding your strengths within your business and communicating them. Number two, expressing to your clients what goes into the process and outlining the timeline. Number three, educating your clients and giving them all the information they need to succeed. Number four, genuinely caring and communicating well. Mm. Number five, having strong branding and design aesthetics and being consistent with them. Number six, raise your dang prices. Yeah, girl. Number seven, focus on communicating to your clients the result of what you're giving them. You know, think of this, as, again, as the emotional result. Mm-hmm. 
reducing your perceived risk, applying the method of scarcity and product bundling. Yeah, try and apply those to your next client. And let us know how you go. Yeah, we want to see. Again, we are getting some amazing messages from people on Instagram. Um, They're so sweet. They make my like week every single time I get one. And I'm like screenshotting them all. I'm going to save them to an album and like just like collect them as I go. Yeah, so we love hearing from you. We love hearing your feedback. Um, And we just love doing this. So thank you guys so much for listening. It means the world to us. Yeah, we love you guys. And um, please, 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 if you can find it in your heart to give us a review. um, (laughs) Five stars if you're feeling generous and just a little tiny review would be so helpful. I think it goes such a long way and people mm-hmm. don't realise or even adding a little, if you're on Spotify, a little bell at the top, the notifications, just mm-hmm. click on that um, and it'll tell you guys when we release, which is every Tuesday morning if you haven't already realised. But yeah, that would be amazing. Thank you guys. We love you so much. Love you. Have, Have a great Tuesday. Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Bye.